Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. And we got another guest for you on today's episode. We have Wendy Bale, Chautauqua County visual artist. She has a new exhibit up now with Miles Hilton called Wood Wide Web up at Pearl City Clayhouse until February 24th. We're going to talk about that, talk about art, and a whole lot more with Wendy. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Anthony. I absolutely excited to have you in. Like we were talking before, I've had a few artists tell me, got to have Wendy in. So it seemed like <laughs> a uh, fitting time to uh, get you in here. 2024. Well, yeah, especially since there's something kind of exciting to talk about. Yes. So let's uh, actually, before we get into Wood Wide Web, I mean, just kind of starting with you, where's kind of your interest in art begin? Like take us kind of this creative outlet, what kind of pulled you into this world originally? Well, I don't know if we want to go way back to originally, <laughs> but my, I'm mostly known for um, being a paper sculptor. Nice, nice. Paper sculptor. And, um, and I also do drawing. And I have a, a long history of doing art. I came from a very artistic family. But uh, with the um, opening of Pearl City Clayhouse, I've kind of rekindled my, my love for ceramics. Oh, so, nice. so now I'm uh, sculpting still, but in a little different medium. Doing a little different now? Yep. Very nice. Very nice. So, I mean, let's let's talk about, because again, speaking of Pearl City Clayhouse, that's where Wood Wide Web is uh, happening. You have a new exhibit up now. It is with artist Miles Hilton. So, I mean, let's get into that. It's a big one right now. Like, tell us a bit about Wood Wide Web and uh, what that is, what we can expect, all that good stuff. Well, it runs through the 24th, so we've got time for people to come take a look at it. And uh, this is a joint show, as you said, with, with Miles, and their work is this amazing underground network of, of tree roots that you get to actually experience from below. Oh, nice. So it's this really cool structure, and um, it's, it's not anything like you've probably ever seen before. Miles is a fiber artist. So it's very different from what I do, but the theme is very, very similar. And then where does, uh, like, Wood Wide Web, I like the name of that, where where does that come from? Well, that was actually, it's not original. I didn't come up with that on my own. I wish I had, but <laughs> it's um, it was first described by Suzanne Simard, and uh, she wrote this, this book called Finding the Mother Tree, Uncovering the Wisdom and Intelligence of the Forest, and it's Ooh. a fantastic book. But um, this is a kind of fairly recent book, but she had done a, her doctoral thesis in 1997 and um, really discovered this whole connection, the interconnectivity between tree roots and the mycelial, mycelial network and the mushrooms. Oh, nice. So um, I became really, really fascinated with this, and um, I talked Miles into um, using the title Woodwide Web Partly because I'm a graphic designer, and um, 
it looked really cool on the on the poster. <laughs> it does. It really. I mean, the poster looks awesome, and I, I, I do like the name of it. Honestly, yeah. it rolls off yeah. the tongue as well. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it's a it's a clever thing that that uh, um, th- this author came up with, and it's become a very sort of popular. Uh, it's been really popularized. People are starting to really understand now. After all these years, are really starting to get into this whole idea that there's more to trees than just what you see that there's a lot going on underneath our feet that people didn't have any idea was was happening so and myself too i mean i had mushrooms are really kind of having a, a moment right now they do seem like it yeah you know they're everywhere and and people are are getting into it and and learning and learning more about what they're really about cuz I I always thought they were sort of like a plant, you know, you have this little mushroom cap and then there may be some roots under there. I didn't realize that there was this whole great big giant mycelial network underneath it. So that's the, um, that was the fascination for me. I actually, in, uh, right at the beginning of 2023, I decided I was going to declare that year to be my year, my personal year of the mushroom. Nice, nice. And, and so it's been, it's been, uh, it's been quite a ride because I'm a birder. I really love birds, and I, I love identifying them. And I thought learning about mushrooms would be similar. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Is it totally? Is it like a whole different monster? Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's ridiculously hard because you know birds. You know they'll have feathers. In the places they're supposed to have feathers and you know the colors are where they're supposed to be and the size is what they're supposed to be but the mushrooms vary so much particularly over the course of as they're growing Mm -hmm. so something that can look like one thing and then it's really something completely different i've heard that a lot i don't i won't say i'm an expert on mushrooms i have friends who are and they've said there's a lot of room for error and there are a lot of things that either look similar just a little things off right right exactly and and it's made it um really complicated to learn it but really fascinating at the same time so i'm i'm still really enjoying it even though that that year has passed i'm still you know i've had people ask me are you going to keep on with the mushrooms and you know, I thought, well, it was just going to be this one-year foray, but now I'm just going to have to keep doing it. Because you feel like it's, it's almost integrated in what you're probably going to do going at, like almost one of those things where you've spent so much time with it, even if you move on from mushrooms, it might still kind of sneak its way right. into your art a little bit. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I had I had gone on a hike with with my husband and our dog and, and Cook Forest down in Pennsylvania. I love Cook's Forest. Isn't it beautiful I love there? It down there. I just love that place. And uh, we'd never been there before. And, you know, I'm, I'm just walking through the woods, and there's all of these moss-covered rocks and these beautiful, big, giant trees in, the, in that cathedral part of the forest. Oh, it's just gorgeous. One of the best spots. Yeah, it's a great place. And I look up the side of this hemlock tree, and there's these crazy mushrooms that I had never seen before. And they were reishi mushrooms, which I looked up later. Um, but they were orange and yellow and really shiny, like they'd been lacquered and, you know, like a bracket fungus thing going up the side, but they looked to me like ceramic. Really? And I was like, oh, I wish that I could reproduce those mushrooms in ceramic. Wouldn't that be cool if I could do that? And I hadn't done ceramics since high school. So it was a very, um, you know, it was it was kind of a, a long shot that this would even happen. It was just fortuitous that what happened next was that Pearl City Clayhouse 
opened up and um, I became an artist member there and was able to kind of reconnect and, uh, uh, and get back into, into ceramics again and um, after decades. So it was, it was really fun because this whole sort of infatuation with mushrooms and then the infatuation with, um, with clay happened at the same time. So it came, came together and, and uh, I'm sitting there making these lumpy, weird looking objects as I'm learning, relearning how to do ceramics. And I'm, I'm making these really not very attractive looking things <laughs> because they were supposed to look like mushrooms, which aren't really, you know, they weren't like the beautiful pots. So there's all these other people there that are making these gorgeous pots and everything. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what exactly is that? <laughs> But um, but now that they they can see the entire mushroom menagerie that I have made out of this, I've got over a hundred mushrooms over there. Jeez. <laughs> so I I really went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Apparently, now I mean I feel like that's probably important as an artist because I mean even even like you're talking about there. I mean not only does it sound like well you said at the same time. I mean one you you kind of jumped into something you had done in a while and you also kind of jumped into something new. I mean, do you, mm-hmm. do you try to do that a lot in your, because I'm sure being an artist, you probably want to keep it fresh and mix it up. I mean, do you intentionally try to do things like that or try new things throughout always, the years? Always, always, I, I, I kind of always go back to, you know, in recent years I've been doing a lot of paper sculpture, so I, I like to go back, you know, that's sort of my, my main thing I've been doing, but I'm always drawing. And uh, lately I've been playing around with watercolor because I've, pretty much my whole life thought watercolor was super hard and I, thought, I need to I need to crack that nut I need to, <laughs> I need to I need to learn to be comfortable with that medium so but I, I just enjoy working in a lot of different creative ways and I like mixing them up too so sometimes um, if I'm doing a paper cut I might have a drawing involved in it or or I might have uh, I do silver points sometimes and uh, maybe add some acrylic to it. So it's kind of oh, fun nice. to mix different um, mediums in there. So it is, it- is it like, I mean, because it, it does, you do so many different kinds of art. And like, I'm always interested in like somebody who does, can you do different things? And, and like with you, you're, you're kind of doing different kinds, even though it's art, you're doing different kinds. Like mindset wise, is it easy to jump from one form to another? Or do you almost have to like work on one thing for a while, then go to the other thing once you're fully done with that? Or can you kind of jump around? You know, I mean, because again, even if it's all art, you're doing different kind of art. Can you kind of jump around from project to project at the same time? Or you got to kind of separate them? No, sometimes I'm actually using a different type of art. If I'm doing something intensely, like making a great big paper cut or something, mm-hmm. I'll have another type of art to do to sort of clear my mind a little bit. But the funny thing about it is it's a, it's surprisingly easy for me to use the sort of the paper sculpture skills that I have in doing something like the, the clay. Oh, really? Because it's that three-dimensional thing. It's sort of you're thinking of it in um, in dimension as opposed to just flat. But I was working on a watercolor the other day, and I noticed that I was actually thinking of it like a paper sculpture. I was thinking about the the shapes. I was doing a bird, and I was thinking about the shapes of the bird's face, where the cheek is and where the beak is and the shape of that. And I was actually kind of doing the thought process of, sculpture while I was doing this painting. Really? (laughs) That's a bit, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of artists. I am, I'm not artistically talented and like, that just sounds, I don't, I don't think I could even 
attempt that a little bit. That sounds that sounds crazy. <laughs> well, but. it it made me feel good to, you know, I I feel like once the skills that I have in one area, it's nice to be able to kind of move that over into another area and and it also I think has a tendency to make my work have somewhat of a similarity so it mm. doesn't look like three different people doing it if it's three different media it still oh, looks like me that's a really good point I didn't think about that either where if you're doing different things yeah still wanting to keep that identity still being mm-hmm. able to go okay that's a Wendy Bale piece no matter what you're looking at exactly is that hard at all or has that gotten easier I guess has it gotten easier over time to kind of figure that out got, it has gotten easier and I was kind of insecure about it for a while because I was afraid that I was looking too you know things were looking too different mm-hmm. but um, then somebody said to me once oh I can always tell when it's a Wendy Bale and I was like oh that makes me feel so good <laughs> because you know sometimes it's hard for me to see that because I'm just doing what seems right yeah I, I'm not really trying to do it a particular way it just comes out that way <laughs> no it seems it seems like you need to have that if you if you try to force something it's probably not going to work as well right. i feel like you almost have to let i get i guess that too i mean do you kind of think out how much like okay i want to do this project or i'm going to work on this for a while or is it i don't want to call it like go with the flow but i mean do you do you try to push towards a project or you just kind of do what you naturally kind of i want to do this now or this seems like this will work well that sounds like a really nice situation to be in to just kind of do whatever you want, <laughs> which, <laughs> so is, no. which is which is what I'm kind of hoping is going to happen in the next few months. Oh, nice. Because the thing about um, being an artist is you have sort of different seasons in your, in your career, in your life, and what you're doing. Mm. So you may have a, a deadline that you're working on which last year was full of really, really hard, big, heavy-duty deadlines. And so I was working towards some major, major projects. And then this year, coming into this year, I'm thinking, you know how I told you I had made 23 was the year of the mushroom? Yeah. I decided I was going to make 24 be the year of travel. Nice. And so I'm going to, and we're not going to do anything real crazy, but we just want to get out a little bit, and I want to sort of refill my in- inspirational coffers a little bit and get a chance to be a little bit more um, inspired and, you know, do some things. Like I'm doing the watercolor. I'm just, that's not a serious thing. I'm just doing it for practice, but it's giving me the sort of creative outlet that I think will parlay into something else later. Nice, nice. Yeah, I feel like traveling always, I feel like that would really, including for nature and kind of the different things you do in your art, I mean, seeing different terrain or different places probably, you know, I don't know. I feel like that'd help. Maybe different mushrooms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Find different mushrooms, different places. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with, with Wood Wide Web, again, you are uh, doing this with Miles Hilton. Did you and Miles know each other prior to the project or did you kind of meet from this project? We met from this project. Really? Yeah, because, well, Deb Eck at the um at uh, pearl city clay house she made the connection for us because miles had come to her with this idea and at this point it was it was just an idea and it was described to me as being this structure and and there would be these tree roots above you and there would be fiber coming down and it sounded so cool it really does and um and oh wait till you see it it's just it's just amazing but 
but Deb knew that what Miles had in mind, it wasn't going to, f to fill the entire gallery. And at the time, I had my mushroom menagerie, which is over 100 mushrooms that are um, on this board um, that are, it's this beautiful natural wood board, and then I have all these ceramic mushrooms all lined up along the board. And so I had them at Roger Torrey Peterson Institute for the Art That Matters to the Planet oh, yes. show that was going on. That was, that was um, from June until October and of, of last year. And that was, that was like, you know, to, to digress a little bit into that. Oh, totally. That, that was, um, I, I really have to thank Maria Ferguson for, for believing in me for that because I had just gotten, I had just had that experience in, in Cook Forest. I hadn't really had a chance to do any of this, but I had this idea and I wanted to just do all these ceramic mushrooms. And so I, I sent in and applied for that show with literally just a sketch and a few photographs of some unfinished pieces. Really? Yeah. So, um, but, but she believed in me and, and they juried it in and, and, uh, and were very excited about it. And it was, it was just so cool to get, it was like a bucket list thing for me to get any of my work into, into our TPI. But the funny thing was, I've always been known for my birds. I'm a, I'm a huge birder. I love, I love birds. I've done so much bird art. And I thought, I can't believe this. I'm finally getting into RTPI, and it's mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ceramics, which I haven't done in forever. Uh, so it was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of a, a, funny, a funny thing, how it came about. But, um, but I, I am excited also because in February, the North Shore Arts Alliance is going to have their broken nature show there and oh, i nice. and i have an egret that is going to be there at our tpi so so i'm finally going to have my bird nice <laughs> nice <laughs> so, but anyway getting getting back to the show at uh, at pearl city the woodwide web um i i told them at the time that i would happily put the put the uh the mushroom menagerie into the other half of the gallery and I thought oh this will be easy even though I had this other huge project going on I thought, oh this will be easy because it's all done but I can never quite make things be done the easy way <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to add a fairy ring and so I have um, a, a fairy ring that has about, I think there's 35 or so mushrooms in it, all of, of one variety. It's a wood bluet. And so I, I added that, and then I added some more that were kind of wall-type ones. So it, they, it grew off of the, the little board that it was on. So that the, uh, the six-foot board has now um, got mushrooms grow, going, growing everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so so that has um, that got that sort of expanded the the menagerie a bit and then something that was really exciting and unplanned was miles told me that they were interested in doing some uv reactive fibers in some of their their fiber art and would i be cool with the idea of during the opening we would lower the lights and, and let people be able to see all this oh. glow in the dark stuff well all I could think of was like, bioluminescent mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> so so I got really excited about that 
and I put together a paper sculpture that's uh, 24 by 30, I think, and it and I found this pigment that is called lit, and it's it's the supposedly the glowiest glowing um, UV reactive. Um, pigment you can get. So you mix Ooh. it in with with, uh, with like a matte medium and paint it. So I painted some papers with it and used that. So I made these big orange jack-o'-lantern, like way larger than life size. And um, then I put the glow-in-the-dark paint behind the gills. Ooh. And so it glows green. And uh, so in the, in the uh, gallery are some flashlights for people to play with because <laughs> you can charge it up and... and, and um, and then it's got this night scene going on it behind it. So it's it's been fun. It's been really kind of an interactive thing. But there's something about glow in the dark that uh, reminds me of being 16 years old. <laughs> and I figure any kind of art or, or music or anything that can make you feel like a teenager again, I'm all for it. That's pretty powerful <laughs> if you can transform someone somewhere, you know, back somewhere with yep. your art. Yep. And when I first saw when I first saw that um, that that glow light up, I was like, "Oh, this is so fun!" <laughs> That's amazing. That is so, really cool. So that was I'm, I'm really indebted to, to Miles for for pushing that uh, that idea toward me because that was uh, that was definitely probably the most fun part of it. But now, I mean, for doing something like that, I mean, you know, with, with doing like a show with you know, like like with this being a duo versus doing like a solo show. I mean, what are some of the biggest differences? I mean, I'm sure collaboration makes it a little, that would be one of them. But I mean, like, how, how different is that from like, I guess if you think about it, if you did Wood Wide Web and it was a solo exhibit versus, you know, doing something as a duo, you know, how does that yeah. kind of change up when you're doing it with somebody else? Well, I, I think part of it was that I really had no idea what Miles was was going to produce. I mean, it was all just described. And I was so excited when I actually saw what they'd done because it was so much more um, you just walk through there and, and you get this feeling of being underneath the ground and you're looking up and it's it was much more decorative than I thought because the the fiber art part of it there's actual roots in there but then there's the fibers in there with beads and things and then the glow and all that so, so, cool. so there's, there's a lot going on and it was you know, in, until it was, this was the debut. They had never done this before. So this was the first time anybody had seen it. So I think there was that little bit of like, okay, well, I know I, we have a period of time to, to get the show put up and I got my stuff in there and was kind of anxiously waiting to see what we were gonna get. And um, and that was, uh, that, that did not disappoint. <laughs> No, you got. That was, I, that was awesome. I think it worked out. I think it, it. It seems like you got something really good over there with yeah. Woodward Eyed Web. Yeah, and the theme blended so well. You know, that was that was really fun. And the other thing that I I'm showing over there are spore prints. Ooh. And um, spore prints are used as an identification device, a way for a method, I should say, for how people can figure out what kind of, to identify what kind of a mushroom they are. So you take a mushroom cap and you put it on a piece of paper and it will drop the spores onto the paper in the pattern of the gills or pores or whatever. Ooh. So they're really interesting to look at. When I first saw them, I, I was like, this is art. I don't, I don't care if it's a scientific technique. To me, it's art. So um, I, I put 
put together a bunch of those. Uh, there's, I think, seven of them that I have in there so that people can see that. And um, so that, that's that been, people have been really fascinated with that. And it's kind of hard to describe it because when the word, the term spore print sounds like, you know, like a photographic print or a, or a, an etching yeah. or, you know, something like that. But it isn't. It's the actual spores and um, so I've done some different things with that and then combine that with paper cut as well. Oh, nice. So, so those are some of the, the, um, the other parts to this that are all kind of in the same theme. But I'm going to be doing a demo on um, February 24th. And it's going to be a demo and we're going to give people uh, little kits to take home so they can so they can try out spore printing at home. Oh, nice. So, and that's going to, that's going to be really fun. That's on the, that's on the 24th. And, um, it's a, I think there's only 12 spots total. So it's a limited, you have to, you have to, uh, register for that. That's Pearl city Clayhouse as well, right? Right. So it's pearlcityclayhouse.org would, would be where you would look for the, for the, uh, the place to register for that. But so I'm excited about doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a mushroom quiche. Ooh, <laughs> very <laughs> fitting. Very yeah, fitting. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep the theme going there, right? Yeah, you. Now that won't be you. You do classes at Pearl City Clayhouse, correct? Like, I mean, not yep. just that one. You do that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I I mostly um, this is the first time I've done anything like this one. Um, mostly they're paper cutting classes. Oh, okay. So I've done. Um, you know, the, the workshops came about kind of funny because. Um, when I was a little kid, I was good at art. And so my mom was like, oh, you are going to be an art teacher. And that absolutely terrified me. I didn't like children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so like, that make it hard. <laughs> I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> Kids scare me. I wasn't like, I was the kind of person who, like, I never babysat or anything. Like, that wasn't, wasn't really into kids. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't, I cannot possibly be a teacher. That would be, that would be terrible. And, uh, and uh, it just wouldn't be for me. And then, um, you know, cut to, you know, all these years later, I, I met uh, Tom Anir. Nice, nice. Friend and, of the show. Yep, you know Tom. <laughs> and, and Tom was having oil painting classes. And so we were having these oil painting sessions, and I was going to those, and I was looking over somebody's shoulder and saying something and made some comment about about how they were doing it. And he looks up at me and he says, you're going to teach. And I looked at him and I said, no way. I am never going to teach. I can't teach. I would be terrible at that. I, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't know what happened, but somehow I ended up <laughs> teaching and discovered I really like it. <laughs> and, um, I wish my mom was around to know this because she would be very happy to know that I finally finally sucked it up and, and, and became, <laughs> now you teach now I can teach but um, I've done in-person uh, workshops at local libraries and galleries and of course at Pearl City Clayhouse but um, the, the the most interesting one for me recently was uh, this past summer I went back to my old boarding school in Iowa oh wow and we had a we had a class reunion that did a um, how did they say it? It was a, a, a reunion with uh, emphasis on the arts. That's what they Ooh. called it. So it was an all-school reunion. So it was about 150 people. There, there were only 10 people in my graduating class. Oh, wow. So it was a really, really small school. 
So they got a lot of people that came to this, and um, I had they had asked if people would like to do workshops, and so I said, sure. So I, I taught a, a paper-cutting workshop. We, we made feathers, and um, so I hadn't seen some of these people in over 40 years. Oh, wow. And so here I was um, teaching them, <laughs> which was... <laughs> which was more fun than I can possibly tell you. It was it was just crazy fun. It was it was really a good time. But uh, the other thing I do is I've done some collaborations with the Guild of American Paper Cutters, Ooh. and also uh, Rock Paper Store, which is um, a provider of a, a paper that I particularly like working with. And I had over seventy people on Zoom doing doing that. So those those are ones Jeez. that I've done. That was that was That's kind really of cool. It was it was fun. It was it was a good time. So, so as you can see, I've gotten used to uh, to doing workshops. <laughs> now you don't so, mind teaching. It sounds like you yeah. actually kind of like it. I do. <laughs> I do like it. So that that kind of worked out interesting. And and Deb over at uh, Pearl City and I like to put our heads together and and think of new things. I'm always I'll see something. I'll say, hey, we could do this or you know, it's 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 a fun kind of collaborative way of doing it. And uh, so that was how that spore printing. Um, workshop idea came up. We were talking about what what can we do with that. We're calling it mus- mushrooms as muse. So I'm going to give like a little gallery tour so people can see what's going on in the gallery, and then we're going to go in and and uh, and learn about d- doing the spore prints. So nice, nice. So it'll be fun. It sounds like I mean right now there's a lot to check out from you. It sounds like it's a pretty nice start for to uh, 2024. What it, you got anything else kind of coming up in the near future in the world of uh, Wendy Bale we should know about? Well, well, as I did mention, the uh, North Shore Arts Alliance show starts on February 10th, and uh, so I will have a piece in there. And um, other than that, I am, like I said, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to just coast for a little bit and recharge a little a little bit. But there, there will be um, in... Um, in May, in uh, Washington, D.C., there will be the International Online Art Collective. We'll have our Chain Reaction Show, which was oh, really? which was a show that we had here at Pearl City at, um, at the end of, you know, this past fall. And so that is going to um, – the world tour started here in Jamestown. I was going to say, this is the debut, the debut, right? Yep, yep. That was that was the first time we had it up, and um, so now it's headed to Washington D.C. Wow. and um, we've got it set up there. It's going to be in the Sitar Arts Center, right, right downtown D.C. So that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Huge I, congrats on that. Yeah, I'm, really I'm, cool. I'm excited about that. Very nice, very so, nice. But that's nice because that work is all done, and I did all, all the hard work I had to do to get it here in Jamestown, and now I'm kind of passing the buck. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on tour. Yes. You stay here. <laughs> here we go. You guys, It's I'm just passing that on to you now. You can have that. <laughs> no, I can't blame you. It sounds like you've had, not only, again, not only is the beginning of this year busy, but if the beginning of 2024 is busy, I'm going to say the ending of 2023 was busy. So yep. recharge your batteries. Yeah. probably not a bad thing. Yeah, it, it'll be good. I, I did a lot of, I did a lot of, um, of workshops, too. I was doing online workshops in October, and I, I did this this thing with um, with uh, rock raven we called it so i i was teaching people how to do uh rock paper ravens and we did sugar Ooh. skulls and and um it was it was it was fun we did 
flowers, which I don't typically do, but they, they turned out really cool, all with kind of a spooky October theme. So that was Ooh. fun. You know, actually kind of going off that, I'm, you know, like, is there anything else as we've talked about, you know, keeping things fresh and art and all that? Is there anything else, you know, a lot of nature artwork from you? I mean, is there is there anything in nature you really haven't kind of tried, you know, I guess be it trees or be it animals or something? Is there anything else you kind of want to tackle in that world you really haven't yet? I guess mushrooms was the most recent one. Yeah, that that that's a that's a good question. It's broad. There's a lot out there. I mean, it could be it could be erratic rocks. Maybe maybe just mossy rocks. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking lichens would be cool because lichens are are related. You know, they're also related to mushrooms, but um, but they have their textures and colors are so cool, and I think they would lend themselves really well to to paper cutting. So I've done moss and things, but I haven't done too much with lichens. So maybe that's what maybe maybe, maybe next time we're talking, you'll have an exhibit on lichens. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> Sorry. No, that, that was amazing. Had, had to go there. <laughs> Well, Wendy, I mean, again, there's there's a lot going on. We have the Woodwide web dis- on display until February 24th. Where can we send people? I know you're online. Where can we send people online to find you, keep connected with you, all that good stuff? Well, I love Instagram. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a big poster on Instagram. I love making reels. So my handle there is Wendy underscore Bale. That's B-A-L-E underscore art first. And that's A-R-T-1-S-T. So Wendy Bale art first. Nice. No, I mean, I feel like for an artist, Instagram is probably the most fitting place to go find. Yeah, them. yeah. I'm, I have Facebook and stuff too, but mostly I'm just pushing the stuff I'm making on Instagram over Facebook. All the visual stuff's right there. Click <laughs> yep, on the page, go exactly. to the visual. But you can, you can go to my website too, which is wendybaleartfirst.com. Nice. A lot of good stuff there. I, I, can, I can tell people that. A lot of good artwork and stuff to uh, check you. out on there. Well, as we, as we close this out, is there uh, anything else that we missed? Anything else to let the people know before we close this out? Well, I was thinking we should probably give everybody um, the Pearl City Clayhouse address and their hours. So Absolutely. They would know where they could go to see Woodwide Web. So that is Pearl City Clayhouse. The gallery is 220 East 2nd Street in Jamestown. And the gallery hours are Wednesday, 3 to 8, Thursday and Friday, noon to 8, and Saturday, 10 to 6. Perfect. Go check it out. And while you're over there, check out all the other things that they have going on because there's so much creativity going on there. You, it's not just clay. There's all sorts of classes and things going on there. So check it out. It's great to have that downtown. Very nice, uh, yeah, very we're nice resource. To have it. Oh, absolutely. I am Anthony Merchant talking to Wendy Bale. I'll be back with more in just a second for you. You're tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 1079 WRFA. <laughs>